Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org. And now a message from The Rock of Gainesville. All right, thank you, Pastor George and Pastor Suzanne, for a great opportunity to share the word today. I really, really appreciate it. You know, it's a little intimidating. I mean, it really is. You know, he wasn't shucking and jiving a second ago when it's been a while. He bumped me for like six weeks. And so I'm coming back now after about six weeks of, of following him, and it's a little intimidating. Hadn't preached in a long, long, long time. Have never preached on this platform. Come on, somebody. And so it's a, it's a little different, it's a little intimidating. So uh, having following him now, it's just kind of kind of weird. But thank you, Pastor George and Pastor Suzanne, for the great opportunity to uh, share the word with this wonderful body of believers. If you're here in the auditorium, if you're online, we love you too. I'm going to try to do my best. Come on, come on, listen to me now. I'm going to try and do my best to not mess anything up. Yeah. Now, so what, what I need you to do is just say amen a lot. And that will convince me that everything's going okay. And uh, do your best to not run out of the auditorium and we should be good. All right, here's what I wanna talk about today. Me and Pastor Hector are going to do a two-part series and I'm gonna open it up this week and here's what I wanna talk about. Now listen carefully. We are just about in the middle of the year 2020, give or take a week or two, a few days. I, I, you guys know me, I've never been good with math. Math is of the devil, come on somebody. It's just not right. X plus Y does not equal Z. I don't care how much drugs you enjoy, it just don't work. So I'm not good with math, I can't do it. So give me a little bit of a break. We're somewhere around the middle of the year. And here we are today in the middle of the year, so to speak, and here's what I want you to get. We have a prime, a prime perfect opportunity to look back on the year 2020 with 2020 vision because hindsight is 2020. My TV's not working, guys, but that's okay. I can figure it out. Okay, been one of those days. Hey, by the way, I was not, I said I was a little intimidated. I wasn't scared to come back from the backstage a minute ago. They kind of threw me a curveball and it didn't work out very well, but that's okay. So uh, no worries, but hindsight is 2020. So here's what we got. We got a great opportunity to look back on the year 2020 with 2020 vision and see where we were at the beginning of the year in January and where we are right now. It's a great opportunity to look back with integrity and to look back with character and to be able to look back and say, okay, here's how I started the year and here's where I am right now. Now, I think all of us would agree that as we started the year, we never dreamed we would have walked through what we walked through back in January to July of 2020. We, we wouldn't never think back of looking back in January and realizing we've gone through COVID. We've gone through this crazy pandemic, a, literally a, a time in our nation that probably rivals the 60s when it comes to social unrest and rioting in the streets, and all kinds of things going on with uh, violence in our country that we haven't seen in a long, long, long time, possibly since the Rodney King verdict. Crazy times that we're walking through. 
a literally a Dow Jones industrial average that looks kind of like a roller coaster at Disney World, just all over the place, which leads to financial un unrest, people losing their jobs, and business closing. So we understand that when we started the year back in January, who would have ever thought that we would have gone through everything we've gone through as we've marched toward July of 2020. But you know what, guys, as I stand here in front of you today, here's how I look at that. This is a great opportunity to look back on 2020 with 2020 vision and ask myself this question, where am I? Where am I? Where am I in my spiritual life? Where am I in my vision? Where am I in my dreams? Where am I in my goals that I had back in January and I've walked through this year with all kinds of things coming against it and I get to ask the question, okay, where am I today? You know what? As I am here this morning and I look across this room, one thing I know about you guys is this is a room full of visionaries. You guys are movers and shakers. You're people that get it done. You don't mess around. You have an ability to get up and take the bull by the horns. And you are visionaries that probably started the year with something in your heart, some kind of vision, some kind of goal, some kind of dream. Sometimes people use the word resolution. Whether you like it or not, we use it. But you started the year with something in your heart that you wanted to see happen in your own personal life, in your family, in your kids, in your business, in your finances, something back in January that you may have even Habakkuk toed it, written it down, and made it plain so that you could run with it something that you wanted to see happen in this year. And I, because I know you, I know you're probably the kind of people that started this year like that. Now, here's what we got to get. What we have to understand is this. I have, again, I'll say it one more time, a prime opportunity to look back and say this. Pa uh, Pastor Ron, man, I started the year with this vision back in January. And you know what? It's going really well. Man, it's going good. Everything I ask God for you, for everything I believe for, I am experiencing it, and it's going real, real, real good. And you know what I say to that? Yay, God. Come on, somebody. Yay, God. And I also say, yay, you, because you've been diligent enough to pursue it. But I also say this. You may be sitting here, and let's be honest, you may be sitting here and saying, you know, Pastor Ron, I started the year with this vision in my heart. I started the year with this vision in my life, these goals, these dreams, these destinies that I wanted to see happen, and it's just not going well. It's not turning out like I planned. It's not turning out the way I expected. And you know what I say to that? Yay, God, come on, somebody. <laughs> because it's okay. It's okay, because listen to Pastor Ron for just a minute. It is just July. We've only, we're only seven months into this. I got a whole lot of great time ahead, and I press toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And I'm only halfway through, baby. This thing is just getting cranked up. So, okay, maybe it's not going great. Or let me say it this way. Maybe it's not going the way I expected it to. I got a lot of good things ahead of me because he is the God that does exceedingly abundantly more than I could ever ask or think. And so I may find myself at a time to where the vision's just not turning out the way I expect. Well, there's a reason for that. 
And one of the reasons for that is just simply this right here. There are always going to be obstacles to your vision. One of the things the enemy really, really, really wants to do is halt your vision. He does not like you when you are accomplishing things in God's kingdom. So he wants to do everything he can to bring obstacles against your vision. Now, I know there are a lot of obstacles. If I went around the room right now and I said, what are the obstacles that you faced? What are the obstacles that you faced that have come against your vision? They probably would somewhat be similar, but they would also be kind of different, and that's okay. But there are all kinds of different obstacles that the enemy is going to use. He's going to think, throw things at you to, to try and halt your vision. I kind of categorized them in three different categories. If I'm gonna look at uh, my, my TV one more time. That works at home. <laughs> There are probably three different categories that I could put the obstacles to your vision is. Number one is success. Wait just a second, Pastor Ron. You're telling me success can actually be an obstacle to my vision? You're doggone right I am. Because here's what I'm, I'm saying to you. I find myself pursuing my vision and it's going pretty well. And here's what happens. I have a tendency to do exactly what it says. I take my hands off the wheel. I kind of put it in cruise control and I get in that real easy mode of moving because everything's going really, really well. And that's one of the most dangerous things we can do, guys, to experience success in our vision and take our hands off the wheel and get into cruise control because, again, listen to PR. It is only July. God's got a lot of good stuff ahead for you. Keep on trucking, baby, and enjoy everything he's got for you because there's good stuff ahead. So don't let success get you into a place of saying, well, everything's going really good. I got this. Come on now. Come on now, I got this. No, I don't. Come on now. No, I don't. God's got this, and I keep trusting him, and I let him bring me a whole lot more into my life. So success can actually be an obstacle to your vision. Also, failure can be an obstacle to your vision. Now, that makes sense if we're sitting here talking this morning about trying to see vision come about. Success can be an obstacle, but failure can also be an obstacle. And typically, when we look at failure being an obstacle to our vision, especially in a room like this, most of you, when you feel, find yourself trying to see your vision come about and it's not going the way you wanted it to go, and we kind of feel like we're failing somewhat, most of you in this room, here's what you do not do. You don't quit. You don't quit. But here's sometimes what we do when we find ourselves in that position where it's not going so well. We overcorrect. Listen to me now, we overcorrect. Well, you know, Pastor Ron, my vision is not going so great, so here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this, 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 and this, and I'm gonna try all kinds of stuff until I find something that works, and what that leads us to is that scripture in Daniel that says there is a wearing down of the saints. We just get worn out, man. You don't quit, but we start trying to do too much. We start trying to do too much. So success can be an obstacle to your vision. Failure can be an obstacle to your vision. What else can be an obstacle to my vision? Here it is right here. Everything in between. <laughs> Everything can be an obstacle 
to your vision. Because here's what the enemy wants to do to you guys. He wants to throw you every curveball he possibly can to attempt to halt your vision. He's going to use every method. He's going to use every scheme. He's going to use every tactic he can think of to try to halt your vision. So not only can success be an obstacle to your vision, failure can be an obstacle in your vision. Pretty much every day you get up in the morning and you put your feet on the floor, you're going to experience an obstacle to your vision. So, gosh, Pastor Ron, I feel so edified. So help me out here. Everything I'm going to face tomorrow as I get up and try to work toward fulfilling my vision, I'm going to find opposition and obstacles everywhere. What do I do? Well, here, let let me give you, listen to Pastor Ron very carefully because I don't want you to miss this. This is the key. I'm probably going to give you one of the most profound, deep, spiritual principles I've ever given from the platform in 25 years of being at the Rocket Gainesville. I'm about to give you the most profound, deep, spiritual principle. So I want you to write it down. Are you ready? You got your pen? I want you to write it down. Don't miss this. I want you to write it down. What do I do to see my vision fulfilled when everything in the world is coming against it? Here's the most profound principle you're ever going to hear Pastor Ron. You ready? Come on, say yeah. Don't quit. Just don't quit. Just don't give up, man. Because as long as I'm in the fight, as long as I'm in the battle, God is, here's what the Bible says he's going to do. He is going to watch over his word to perform it. He's going to watch over his word to perform it. You know, you know, you guys know that one of my favorite books in the Bible is the book of Nehemiah. All right. Okay. Don't even have to say it, do I? Love that book for so many reasons. And you know, Nehemiah had a lot of obstacles to his vision. The first obstacle to his vision was the wall. The wall was on the ground. The wall was rubble. Literally, it was on the ground. And when I talk wall, guys, you know as well as I do, I'm not talking a wall. I'm talking a wall that was huge. You could run NASCAR on top of the wall that was around Jerusalem. It was huge. Now it's on the ground. Second obstacle to Nehemiah's vision was the mobilization of the nation of Israel. He had to get the people together. Now, I know the Bible says they had a mind to work, but he had to mobilize that nation to be willing to work. So he had to get all these different... Look, can you imagine? Stop and think with me for just a second. The mobilizing of all the different personalities that Nehemiah had to mobilize to get that wall rebuilt. Can you imagine all the different types of people, all the, all the Ds, they're over there saying, put that rock right there. That, that's where that rock goes. Put it right there. Put the rock right there. That's where it goes. All the eyes are saying, that's a great place to put it. I love you putting it there. I love, that's a great way to do that. That, is, that. Way to go. Way to go. You did it fantastic. All the S's are saying, well, you know, I think it's going to work out pretty well. I think it looks really good right there. And all the C's are saying, are you sure you want to put it there? I don't know if you should put it there. Why don't, you, why don't you think about that? Is that really where you want to put it? Can you imagine the mobilizing of all the personalities that Nehemiah had to get together? Third obstacle was literally materials. He had to get all those materials together to rebuild the wall. But the fourth obstacle, the fourth obstacle to Nehemiah's vision of rebuilding the wall was the voice 
of his oppressors. Two guys by the name of Sanballat and Tobiah that were coming, hear me, hear me now, because what's the great principle Pastor Ron just gave you? Don't quit. Look at what they do. They come to Nehemiah and they say, hey, come on down here and let's go over to this valley. Come on down here and let's go over here and, and have lunch. Quit, quit what you're doing and come over here and let's get together and talk a little bit. And one of my favorite, if not my favorite verse in all of the scripture, Nehemiah chapter six, verse three. Go ahead and put it up and show them for me. Here we go, Nehemiah chapter six, verse three. And I sent messengers to them saying, I am doing a good work, I'm not going to quit. Come on somebody. The vision in your heart is a good work. The vision in your life is a powerful, powerful thing that God is wanting to do through you for other people. Come on and get that now. He's wanting to do it through you for the world around you. So what, what, is, what is Pastor Ron saying to you? There's a vision, there's a goal that may not be where you expected it to be in July of 2020. But as you look back on it with 2020 vision, you see, you know what? I'm not finished. I can do it. I'm going to press towards the mark of God and I'm not going to quit. Come on and somebody say amen. I'm just not gonna give up. You know, one of the things we have to understand is a lot of times when we face those objections and those obstacles to our vision, here's what we think. We allow the enemy to convince us that we missed him. We missed God, rather. It's the wrong vision. Okay, okay, I, you know, I thought I heard the word of the Lord back in January. I thought I got a real clear vision back in January, but you know, here I am in July of 2020 and it's not coming about the way I expected. So maybe I missed God. Maybe I just failed. I didn't hear the voice of the Lord and I, and I and listen to me now, and I've got the wrong vision. And we think a lot of times that because it's not going the way we expected, we missed God. Go ahead and put the next slide up and I'll show you what I'm talking about here. Here's what happens to us, and I wrote this down because I want you to really get this. When a plan or strategy fails, we are tempted to assume it was the wrong vision. Plans and strategies can always be changed and improved, but vision doesn't change, it's refined with time. Vision doesn't change, it's refined, it gets better, it's moved around. Look guys, listen to PR for just a second. You are sitting in a building this morning that is literally a completion of that statement right there. You are sitting in a place that is a completion of what I'm talking about when I give you that principle. Because years ago, it's always been in Pastor George and Pastor Suzanne's heart to build a building on this property. They've always wanted to build a building on this property, had a vision for a building on this property. And I remember a number of years ago, man, we started looking to build. We were looking to build, we were planning to build. We were even talking to a construction company and we had designs, we had plans. We talked about potential financing, all kinds of things to build a building on this property because that was the vision in Pastor George and Pastor Suzanne's heart. And then surprisingly, without us knowing it, the real estate market bottomed out. Construction cost went through the roof. And literally everything we had thought we were going to build was a whole lot more expensive than we could have ever dreamed. 
And so we start through the process. Do we build? Do we not build? Do we build? Do we not build? What do we do? And guys, I never will forget it. And Pastor George has told this story recently. He told the story of how he was on this property and praying, and God spoke to him and said, you can build, but you don't have to. You can build, but you don't have to. And I never will forget, guys, I'm riding down Parker Avenue, about to turn on 24th uh, Avenue, Parker Road and 24th Avenue, and as I'm turning, my phone rings. And I look down, and it's Pastor George. And he says, I've talked to Suzanne, I've talked to Pastor Tad, and I wanted to call you. I'm not going to build. And guys, I don't know how to explain it other than to say there was like, I could just sense this weight coming off of my shoulders. I could literally just feel this. That, that, was, the, that, was, a, that was a decision of wisdom. Come on now. That was a decision of wisdom because not only are we enjoying, look, come on, look around. Look at what we're enjoying. Come on, somebody. Look at what we're enjoying. A beautiful building that was probably more than what we planned, more than what we thought about, more than what we ever dreamed we would have. It's even more than that. Hear me now. That decision probably saved our financial future. Because the cost of building what we had thought about building literally would have been a whole lot more than what you're sitting in right now. Did the vision change? No, the vision didn't change. Did the plan and strategy change? Yeah, the plan and strategy changed. The vision just got refined. Listen to Pastor Ron this morning. You had a vision back in January, and it's not going the way you planned for it to go. Do not quit. Do not give up. Let that thing be refined. Let that plan change a little bit. Let the strategy change a little bit and watch what God is going to do to fulfill that in your life. Oh, you missed a good place to shout. So why do I need to, why do I need to rekindle? Why do I need to rekindle that vision in my heart that I had back in January. Why do I need to do that? Let me show you what vision does for you. Four things that vision does for you, and then I'm going to wrap it up. Here we go. Number one, here's what vision does. Vision creates passion. Vision creates passion. Passion evokes emotion. You know what I've heard a lot since January? Listen to Pastor Ron. You know what I've heard a lot, Pastor Ron? I am so tired. I'm, I'm tired of, I'm tired in, I'm tired with, I am so tired. And a lot of times in your life and my life, guys, when we sense that, that vision not being fulfilled, we keep trying, because you're movers, you're shakers, you're doing, we keep trying, and we just keep feeling like we're sort of spinning our wheels and we're just getting tired. You know what you gotta do? You know what I need to do? I need to stir up that vision that was in my life because it evokes emotion. It causes my ability to have a more exciting thing. Look, when I got something I'm pursuing, when I got something I'm going after, man, I, I, get, that, I get that excitement. I get that, 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 that drive in me. Man, I, I want to see this come about. I, I can't help but remember the, the feelings that we had we as a staff, but you also, as we got closer and closer and closer to coming into this building. The announcements we were making, hey, we're just about to move. July the 5th is almost here. We're just about to get into our new building. And the emotion and the excitement that we had as we got ready to move into this. Why? Because vision evokes passion, creates passion, and evokes Emotion. Put the next principle up there and we'll show them what we're talking about. Here we go. It says this. The next principle is this. 
There was something that got left out there. There we go, here we go. Here's what vision does for you and I. Vision is a mental picture of what could be fueled, listen to me now, fueled by the passion of what should be. What should be. Yeah, it could be, it might be. No, vision takes you past what could be, what might be, and takes you to a place of what should be. Second thing vision creates. Now go ahead and put it up there, here we go. Vision creates motivation. I love this one right here. I just absolutely love it. Vision creates motivation. Look at what the principle says. The mundane matters. Those little things that you do every day that seem so small, they seem so unimportant, but they really, really matter. And if I'm not careful, I overlook them. I'll say, oh, you know what? Let Ollie do it. It's, you know, it's just not that important. It's not a big deal. You go ahead and do that. I overlook those things. Let somebody else do it. No, those little bitty things that we have a tendency, if we're not careful to overlook and let them get by us, they become very, very important when I'm driven by vision. I get motivated by even the small things. Go ahead and put the next principle up there and I'll show you what I'm talking about. Vision rarely requires immediate action. Rarely requires immediate action. But it always requires patience and attention to detail. Patience and attention to detail. Pastor Ron, I, I, I started back in January with this vision. I started back in January with this thing that was moving me and driving me. It hasn't come about yet. I haven't seen it come about yet. Well, you know what I say to you? Hold on, because it's on the way. Come on, somebody. Hold on, because it's on the way. So it requires patience, but it also requires paying very close attention to those little things that seem so unimportant. Here's the third thing that passion, or I'm sorry, vision creates. It, it creates direction. When I'm driven by vision, here's what it does, guys. It simplifies. It simplifies my decision-making. It makes my decision-making real simple because I know what's moving me. I know what's motivating me. I know what's driving me. It simplifies my need to make decisions. I don't, I'm not looking over here, should I do this? Should I do this? Can I do this? Will I do this? No, I know what I've got to do to cause something to come about to have that vision fulfilled. It simplifies my decision-making. Go ahead and put the principle up there and I'll show what I'm talking about. Personal vision is a catalyst for wise decisions. You know what the Bible says? You know this verse better than I do. The Bible says this, without a vision, the people what? They perish. You know what that Hebrew word is? The Hebrew word there for perished literally is they are loosed. They're loosed. There, and, I, and I always get that picture in my mind when it says, without a vision, the people are loosed. I get that picture in my mind and them just, people just running around crazy. Come on, somebody. They're just running around nuts, trying this, trying this, trying this, trying this. Without a vision, the people are loosed. They're trying all kinds of things and nothing is working because it's not what God put in your heart. But with vision, I know the decisions I'm supposed to make. I make God decisions, come on now. I make God decisions that are gonna drive me to my ultimate goal and to my ultimate place of peace and my ultimate place of prosperity. I'm literally driven by good decision making. And number four, vision creates 
purpose. You know, I probably shouldn't say this because I've said it a couple of times, but I'll say it one more time. I love this one. I love this one. It creates purpose. You know what it does? It creates a link between reality and the future. It creates a link between the reality, between reality and the future. Vision creates this, this, look, here I am. This is July. This is July of 2020. I know where I am. This is reality, but I also know deep in my spirit, I know where I am, but I also know where I want to be. That link between here's where I am. Pastor Ron, it's not going the way I planned back in January. I had this vision. I had this goal. I had this dream. And this is where I am today. I'm willing to face it, but I'm not, come on now, I'm not willing to stay there. I'm willing to get up and keep pressing and keep moving forward to accomplish what it is. It creates that link between where I am today and where I know God wants to take me. So vision creates things in your life that will keep you moving to wherever it is God wants to take you. Where were you in January? What was in your heart? What goal did you have written down on some yellow scratch pad piece of paper? What vision did you and your family sit down and talk about and say, you know, okay, here's January of 2020, but in July of 2020, here's where I want to be. Where were you in January? What were you planning? What were you dreaming? What were you hoping for? What were you believing for? Where are you today? And if you're in that place today and you'll be saying, Pastor Ron, it's not going the way I expected. It's not going the way I planned. Again, what I say to that, it's, that's okay. Because it's only the seventh month of the year. There's a lot of good days ahead. And so if your reality today is not where you want it to be, then what you gotta do, what I've gotta do is I've gotta rekindle that personal vision in my life because here's what it does. Go ahead and put it up there, Tom, and we'll show them the last principle. Here's what it does. People without a clear vision are easily distracted and they have a tendency to drift from one idea and it robs them of their dreams. Go to the next one and here we go. Go to the next one and here we go. But, but the greatest motivator of change, here's where I am, Pastor Ron. Here's my reality. Here's the place I am at, at July of 2020. This is my reality. I know there's great days ahead. I know there's great things ahead, but this is where I am. I Listen to me now. I want it to change. The greatest motivator of change is a God-given vision of what a future should look like. What it should look like. Not what it can look like. Not what it might look like. What it could, not what it could possibly look like, but what it should look like. As the people of God, we have the ability to walk out a God-given vision that affects your life, but it also affects the world that you're living in. And that's what the future should look like. So if you're here this morning and you're saying, Pastor Ron, I'm looking back over 2020. And I'm looking back to January of 2020. And I'm doing it with 2020 hindsight. 
And I'm honestly saying, this is not where I expected to be. This is not what I was looking for. This is not where I wanted to be. Here's what I'm gonna encourage you to do. Stir up the way Paul told Timothy, stir up the gift of God that's within you. Stir it up and let that vision come alive. Don't let it die. Don't quit. Don't throw your hands in the air and act like this never going to come about. Because again, he is the God that does exceedingly abundantly more than you even planned back in January. Come on, somebody. More than you even planned back in January, more than you ever believed for. And so if you're here this morning, you say, Pastor Ron, that's where I'm at. Would you please just pray for me that I'll rekindle that vision? That's exactly what we wanna do. Bow your heads right where you are. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray over the people of God today. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that even with all the distractions of the morning and things not going the way we plan. The most important thing that could ever happen in this room today is not necessarily a delivery from this platform, but what the most important thing that could happen in this room today is people's lives get changed. People's lives get touched. People's lives get challenged. That's the most important thing that could happen in this place today. And so, Father, I pray over the people of God today. Father, we position ourselves to declare that this is just July. And there are some great things that are ahead for us and we want to believe for that. So, Father, I just pray in Jesus' name that if somebody here is saying, Pastor Ron, I had big dreams, big plans. I wrote it down to make it plain so that I could run with it back in January. And here's where I am today, frustrated. Here's where I am today, discouraged. Here's where I am today, let down. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll touch their spirit. You'll, you'll, you'll rekindle their heart. You'll bring life back to their dreams and their visions and you'll stir up that gift of a vision that you placed in their lives. And you'll minister by the wonderful touch of God's grace, that ability to believe and have faith again. Every head bow, every eye closed. Just for a second, real quick, you're here today. You're saying, Pastor Ron, that's me. That's me. Back in January, I had visions and I had dreams. And I had plans. And I had goals. I had things that I wrote down, things that I believed for. And here I am, July 2020. And it's not where I expected it to be. And I do not want to quit. I do not want to give up. I want to rekindle that vision. I want to rekindle that goal. I want to rekindle that dream. And by the end of the year or whenever the time may be, I wanna see it come about. Would you please pray for me that I'll just have that, that spiritual motivation to do what you said and let those principles come alive in me so that vision will come alive in me. Would you pray for me? Put your hand up right where you are. Hold it up real high, just for a second, just for a second, just for a second as I look around the room. As I look around the room, just for a second, I'm not trying to, to belabor the point, but I don't wanna miss anything. I don't wanna miss anybody. Hold it up just for a second. Yes, 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 yes. All over the room. Thank God, thank God, thank God. You can put it down. Now, Father, in Jesus' name. Now, everybody in the room, raise both hands with Pastor Ron. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray right now in the name of the Lord. Father, I declare that I have faith to believe. Faith to believe that that thing that started in me a long, long time ago, and it seems to have gone away. It seems to have died down. It is being fired up right now in Jesus' name. It's being rekindled right now in Jesus' name. And I pray for husbands. I pray for wives. I pray for dads. I pray for, for moms. I pray for family members. I pray over your business. I pray over your finances. I pray over your future. And I declare a God 
ordained path to victory in you in Jesus' name. And I declare there's victory coming to your life and a rekindling of what you're believing for to watch it come about in Jesus' name. Come on, give the Lord a big ovation of praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. Well, how many of you would agree with Pastor Ron that I've learned to lean on this thing a lot? Man, Tom did a great job back there, but I, that's for the birds. How many of you won't get Pastor Ron if I give it one more swift kick? Well, I thought for a minute it was gonna work. And, and if it did, I was gonna push it over, so. No big deal. Honestly, guys, I, I, I love this thing. I, I love teaching from it, but I, 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 you know what I love a whole lot more? I love the anointing of God that breaks the yoke of bondage. No matter how we deliver it, God touches you. That's what I really, really love. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org.